0: believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah the son of God
1: bless the lord good evening to you and welcome to for Zion's sake we thank you for joining us with the volks my name is Shelley and my name is June hi everyone it's good to be with you as we are going to continue the theme that we started yesterday and that theme is living in the spirit of god not living in the realm of the flesh or the soul. And when we live in the realm of the spirit, we will become a distinctly different kind of people in the world. We started our program yesterday from by speaking from Esther chapter 3, verse 8, where the Jewish people were scattered throughout the kingdom of Persia, and they were identified as being a distinctly different kind of people. And it says they were different because their laws were different from all other people's laws. And that is a word for us today, and we're not even implying not to be law-abiding, but it's a word for us today in these last days, because we are called as believers in the Lord to live by and live in the Holy Spirit. The problem today is that so many believers are living in a soulish realm, perhaps even thinking that it is the Spirit. And, Juni, you read a very important verse yesterday, which was Hebrews 4.12, which says this, The word of God is living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the hearts. This is very clear that the soul and the spirit are not the same. There is a sharp difference between the spirit and the soul. We closed yesterday's program by quoting Paul in Romans chapter one, verse nine. This is Paul's words. For God whom I serve in my spirit. This is it. It is impossible to serve God other than in and through the Holy Spirit. Our relationship is, and our communion with god can only be achieved in the realm of the spirit we read in first corinthians 6:17 these words the one who joins himself with the lord is one spirit with him that's powerful June and what an encouragement to live in the spirit as we shared yesterday from genesis 2 god formed man of the dust of the gir- of the ground And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the word says, and man became a living being. That's speaking of Adam. That word being in Hebrew is nefesh, which is normally translated as soul. And just
2: for those of you who don't know, our soul consists of how we think, our mind, our will to choose what is right or wrong, good or evil, and our emotions, how we feel
1: uh,
2: or respond to things that happen to us.
1: Really? It's good, Junie. We see this confirmed, in other words, the the difference between soul and spirit, in 1 Corinthians 15.45, which we mentioned yesterday, it says the first man, Adam, became a living soul, The last Adam, of course, who is Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. Interestingly, June, in 1 Corinthians 15, in verse 47, we read that the first man is from the earth, earthy, the second man is from heaven. And if we go on and read in verses 48 and 49, we read these words, as is the earthy, so also are those who are earthy. And as is the heavenly, so also are those who are heavenly. In other words, we are either going to be like Adam or we're going to be like Jesus in verse 40 time. And just as we have born, B-O-R-N-E, the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Jenny,
2: and what's what, so important here, Shelley, is that if we are born again, if... You have given your heart and your life and accepted Jesus as the Lord, as the Savior of the world, as the Son of God. There is a life-giving spirit, his resurrected life living in us. So we now have a fallen nature, nefesh, how we think, how we feel, and how uh, we would choose to do what we feel like doing, which is earthly, sensual, and devilish, like the first Adam was fallen. That's why Jesus came to save us. So to differentiate or learn how to walk in the spirit, we can ask the Lord, Lord, is this something that's pleasing in your sight? Lord, can you direct my life today? If somebody says something that hurts you, Lord, I choose to forgive them. Show me what to do. And anger and malice and evil speaking are earthly, sensual, and devilish. And that's who we are. That's how we would speak or respond to somebody that hurts us. But if the life-giving spirit that's in us, that can help us to be transformed and be like Jesus, then we'll be a different kind of people. And... It will be not only affecting our lives, but those around us you, who Lord. would then say, what is it about you? That, that is amazing, the way you handle that situation. And then we have opportunity to say, it wasn't me. It was the Lord in me that helped me to overcome
1: that's powerful, Junie. It's really true. You know, when you were talking, I almost saw, you know, spirit, soul, and body, that the soul is in the middle, and on either side is the spirit or the flesh, and it's our decision. What are we going to do? Are we going to allow our soul to come under the fleshly pressure of the world, or are we going to offer our soul to the Lord and let the spirit rule over our soul and flesh? And
2: you know, Shelley, that is isn't binding that's freeing
1: it really is it,
2: it's amazing
1: really i tell you this as we grow older in the Lord, journey it's a lot freer and a lot safer to allow the Lord to lead our life <laughs> than we lead our own lives and in this world today and the
2: scripture says happy is the man who makes the lord his choice Hallelujah.
1: Amen. so if
2: you want happiness if shelly and i want happiness let us choose to yield all will to the Holy One of Israel.
1: Yes. We know that Adam had two sons, and they both offered, they both, I'm sorry, they both brought offerings to the Lord, and the Lord had no regard for Cain's offering, and he became very angry. I know we read it yesterday, but it's worth repeating. Uh, it says in verse 5 in Genesis 4. But for Cain and for his offering, he had no regard. So Cain became very angry and his countenance fell. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has our count- Why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door and its desire is for you, but you must master it. And Cain told Abel and his brother, and he ultimately killed um, his brother Abel, Junie. This is very powerful because if we're living by our soul and flesh, we think we can master anything, but we can't. That's why we need the Lord to be our master. Otherwise, we're gonna you know we're gonna live like Cain. In at best in the soulless reign, but at worst in the in the fleshly uh, realm.
2: And you know Shelley that really explains the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus gave to the people because he told the people that if you hate your brother in your heart, you've already murdered him.
1: Yes, And so
2: God, giving us his life-giving spirit, is able... To bring healing, he restores our soul, he gives us his life, and we're sharing this so that you, who are listening, if you don't know Jesus, he can give you
1: thank you Lord his
2: life giving spirit that can make you whole
1: really journey again, I want to just repeat first corinthians six seventeen The one who joins himself with the Lord is one spirit with him. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Romans chapter 7, Junie. And I'd like to read uh, Romans 7, let me see, beginning at verse 4, ending up in verse 6. Romans 7, verses 4 to 6. Therefore, my brethren, you also were made to die to the law through the body of Christ, but you might be joined to another, to him who was raised from the dead that we might bear fruit for God. For while we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in the members of our body to bear fruit for death. Verse six, this is a glorious verse, Juni. But now we have been released from the law, having died to that by which we were bound, so that, here's the key, so that, we serve in newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Wow. Junie, this, like you said before, being uh, ought, living in the spirit is freedom, not bondage. We were in bondage when we lived in a legalistic mentality. But now God is calling us to the new covenant when he puts a spirit within us that enables us to obey the word of God.
2: And... He puts his law within our heart. It's no longer written on stone. That's why we're exhorted not to harden our heart, but it's written on our heart. So the law tells the flesh when it's sinning.
1: Hallelujah. So
2: we're not bound to sin anymore because of the
1: life-giving spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe we could close with John 6:63. 6, Jesus said, "It is the spirit who gives life; the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak are spirit and they are life." Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank
2: you, Lord. Thank
1: you for setting us free because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We pray that for us and every one of our listeners in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen.